Hey, how are you? Good, how are you? I'm doing fantastic. Thank you so much for doing this. We're excited to have you on today. Oh, my pleasure. What are you doing? <laughs> are you in lockdown? <clears throat> I am, yeah. I'm actually locked down in my place in Florida. So, yeah, I'm very locked down. Oh, so. okay. Oh, okay, wow. Yeah, nice weather, though. It is, yes. Um, So yeah, let's talk all things uh, Dreamcatcher today with you. I'm excited to have you on. Um, will you help me just real quick, because I know I'm going to mess it up pronouncing your first name. Rada. Okay, Rada. Okay, well, thank you. I, I would end up saying that wrong, and I would butcher it with my Florida accent, so I didn't want, want to do that. <laughs> oh, I love your accent. <laughs> well, thank you. I appreciate that. Well, <clears throat> this is Dr. Vincent West with the Phantasm Podcast, and I'm very excited to have... Uh, 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 Rada Mitchell today. Rada. Yeah, it's excited to have you on today uh, promoting the new movie Dreamcatcher. Uh, and you play it's Gale in it. Pleasure. Yeah, it's exciting to have you on today. Um, and just kind of to jump right into this, uh, it also says you're executive producer. And I'm just curious how this project came about for you. Um, well, the project's been floating around for a little while. Um, and I think a couple of years ago, Carrie Harris, the director, uh, sort of notified me that he was working on his script and um, trying to get this film made. And I thought, oh, that's really interesting. Let me know when you have a budget. And so it took a while, but a friend of mine, Orion Williams, got involved with the project. And then at a certain point, they invited me to it as well. Um, so it was something that I'd been aware of, and by the time it sort of all came together, there were a few people that kind of knew each other in the sort of the film community. So there was something kind of um, familiar about people working with each other, and it seemed like a, a lovely little horror movie, and so we all got together and, and shot the film. Well, <clears throat> it's really cool, and then for our audience... Uh, it looks like I've got it's coming out in April. Is that still right? Yeah, it's, it's going to stream on the 28th. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah, it's a really cool movie. Yeah. I really enjoyed it. Um, and just a brief synopsis for our listeners. Uh, did you... Was, was it something that you... Uh, <clears throat> do you enjoy doing horror movies? Uh, I've done a few horror movies in the scope of my career, and I'm not quite sure why that is the case, because it's, it's not necessarily my preferred genre, you know, it, it's sort of, I'm sort of compelled and repelled by horror movies, because, you know, often life is, is sort of too intense for me to, like, right. go and, like, continue. But in a way, they're also kind of like a, a space to process a lot of intense emotion. And certainly, as an actor, it's an opportunity to express, you know, a lot of the intensity of, of that we kind of bottle up in our own lives. So, from an acting perspective, I've always really had a great time making horror movies and, like, screaming. You know, I made a movie, The Crazies, and, um, you know, I did a lot of kind of research on primal screaming and the therapy of screaming. And, That's a great film. You know, that made... Yeah, so in that movie I got paid to scream. Um, and it was kind of in its own way like a great therapeutic experience for me. But, you know, that movie obviously had a really interesting kind of narrative, especially in the context of where we are now. 
Um, and Dreamcatcher, I was excited about as a kind of a dream invasion story. You know, you know, we all dream, obviously, and they sort of gave me the opportunity to kind of look at that unconscious time and what those dreams mean. Um, you know, in, in even in relation to waking consciousness, and in this case, you know, this kid's mind is being invaded while he sleeps by this dark force, and that was fascinating to me and particularly interesting from the, the viewpoint of my character because I play a shrink who's got a, a very rational kind of perspective on it and she's trying to kind of coach this kid through this experience saying and believing that he's traumatized through the death of his mother and that there's a way to kind of therapeutically cure him of the nightmares but as the story perpetuates she also becomes, you know, a victim to this, to this dark force. Um, and that was really interesting, going from the rational to the irrational and, you know, the kind of journey from, to that space and, and the unnerving kind of cues that bring you there. Um, so that was interesting, um, the psychology of, of that sort of a story. Well, it's a great film. The cast is great, too. You've got Henry Thomas and Lynn Shea, Jules Wilcox, okay. Joseph Bashara, and then uh, Finlay Wolshek. I'm probably saying his name wrong. His song, he was really good. Yeah, he's kind of a, a new young talent. Um, he plays the, the lead child in the story, the kid whose who's brain is kind of being hijacked. And... Um, He's a really interesting young actor because he's so self-possessed and, you know, there's this possibility of, you know, over-sentimentalizing what a child is in a story like this. And he plays this character with, you know, there's a vulnerability to him, but he's also kind of self-possessed and, and sort of strangely self-contained, even though he's in this sort of grief, in this grief, having lost his mother. Right. So he's impenetrable. Um, and so there's this awkward kind of need between my character and his character, my need to be kind of maternal, his need to have a mother, and yet they kind of repel and kind of clash and don't synchronize. And that's interesting to me, um, that it's unexpected in that sense. And then where that goes is like this super neurotic, crazy dynamic. Um, you know, right for, for any horror movie. Um, so that was interesting, but I think it worked because of Henry, uh, not Henry, well, Henry as well, but because of um, Finn's performance. He was really good in it. I really enjoyed his performance yeah. in that. And, and if you don't mind talking briefly, um, where did you guys uh, shoot the film? Well, we shot the movie in Bovina, which is upstate New York, and when I signed on, I was like, oh, upstate New York, but close to New York, we'll go to New York every weekend, but it turned out we were kind of in the middle of nowhere, and nobody <laughs> had a car, and there was no cell phone reception, so between, you know, from location to the house where we were staying, there was nothing. <laughs> it was just like, right. And when I arrived, I had three days alone in this cabin with no car and no cell phone reception and just a script. So that was kind of like, okay, this is what it's going to be like making this movie. It was a bit of a shock at first, but it certainly put me in this headspace of isolation and intensity. Um, and, you know, there's magic in that because you're away from everything, but, you know, we, we are so used to being in connected, 
connected in the way that we are used to. You know, even the experience we're in now kind of is interesting just to see the shock that people go into when circumstances change and how that kind of pushes this sort of panic button in people. Absolutely. And uh, if you want to talk just real quick, too, I thought it was fascinating that you were an executive producer on this. Do you want to talk about how you got kind of did that as well? Well, I mean, I was basically invited to the project as an actress, and it sort of made sense to also take this producing credit and, you know, to take the opportunity to invite people that I knew to the project who might want to contribute. And I think um, the movie is small enough that the people who are involved in it do have a sense of ownership in the project, you know, including right. Lynn, um, I think even Joe. The sharer and the directors and, and you know some of the producers also so um although it's a smaller budget film the people that worked on the project are very experienced particularly in the genre um so there's a kind of high high quality to the, to the finish of the project and you know the soundtrack's really great and lynn is kind of the goddess of of this genre she's made so many horror movies at this point but she's <laughs> yeah. a great for this kind of storytelling and um, you know Orion has is a friend of mine and he produced the movie I did called um, Big Sur which was based on a Jack Kerouac novel and also another movie Control which is a Joy Division story so there's a kind of a taste palette that we all kind of related to which I think gives the movie its own particular kind of style and tone um yeah, and there's this real sense of, of community around making the film because we all knew each other right. to some extent. It's a great film, and uh, it's coming uh, April 28th is what I've got here. And can you tell us where it's going to be streaming at for our listeners? Well, I think it's screening on all the main streamers, so that includes Amazon and, um, and all the others. Can't remember exactly what they are right now, but pretty much anywhere you, where you'd be looking for a movie, you will find Dreamcatcher. That's fantastic. I can't thank you enough for doing this today with us. It's been exciting to speak with you. Of course, Dreamcatcher, you guys look for that on April 28th, and it's been a pleasure speaking with you today. And would you mind doing a media yeah. plug for me real quick before I let you go? Uh, sure. What do you want me to say? Just say your name and your film. And you're listening to the Phantasm Podcast. The Phantasm Podcast. Okay. Hi, my name is Ryder Mitchell, and you're listening to the Phantasm... uh, What? Podcast? (laughs) Hi, my name is Ryder Mitchell, and I'm here to talk about Dreamcatcher, which is opening on April 28th, and you're listening to the Phantasm Podcast. Ms. Mitchell, it's been a pleasure speaking with you today. Thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us. We appreciate you. Okay, thank you. You take care. And you.